0: Check out my new book, Reach All Readers, at reachallreaders.com. When you pre-order, you'll get special access to my Science of Reading mini-course. Learn more at reachallreaders.com.
1: Welcome to Triple R Teaching, where we encourage you to think differently about education by helping you reflect, refine, and recharge. This isn't just about trying something new as you educate those entrusted to your care. We'll equip you with simple strategies and practical tips that will fill your toolbox and reignite your passion for teaching. It's time to reflect, refine, and recharge with your host, Anna Geiger.
0: Hello, Anna Geiger here, and I am joining you for another Facebook Live video, which is going to become episode 40 of the Triple R Teaching Podcast. And in this episode, we're gonna talk all about decodable and leveled texts. So should you be using decodable books or leveled books with your young readers? Last week, we talked about 3 queuing. That was an episode that was hard for me to prepare and give because over the years, I have relied on 3 queuing when teaching young readers to solve words. But now I've learned that it is not the best approach for several reasons. The reason why having kids solve words by using context clues or pictures or just the first letter, the reason why that's not a good idea is because we're actually training them to do their reading work on the wrong side of the brain. Instead, we want them to do their reading work on the left side. We want them to connect the phonemes to the graphemes, the sounds to the letters, because scientists tell us that that's how kids are able to take what they're getting off the page and make it a part of their permanent sight vocabulary. So words that they can recognize instantly, just like you recognize thousands and thousands of words by sight. You're not sounding out every word as you read. And that's where we want our students to get. In order to get there, though, they have to sound out the words at first. And I know that as a teacher, I thought that I was doing it all correctly because I did teach phonics. We had phonics lessons. The problem is that when I moved my kids into their Guided reading groups, I was using books that did not require them to use their phonics knowledge. Here's a quote from Wiley Blevins. He says that when students are mainly reading leveled text with predictable sentence structures, they're undervaluing and underusing their phonics skills. This creates a really bad habit. Every book they pick up, their first strategy is to try to look at the patterns, look at the pictures, or memorize. Decodable books encourage the right strategy of sounding out the words. Now, if you're like me, you are very hesitant to switch from leveled books to decodable books. And today I want to talk to you very briefly about the difference between the two and why I believe decodable books are a great choice for beginning readers. So leveled books typically use predictable patterns and they require children to use pictures and context clues to solve many of the words. And because the books are predictable, a lot of times they see the same sight words or high frequency words over and over, so that for some children, seeing them over and over allows them to remember those words. It doesn't work for everyone. Here's an example of a leveled book. So it's called um, My Map. And it says, I made a map, I made streets, I made a house, I made a stop sign, You can see how that book is very predictable and that if children can very quickly learn the pattern, I made a, I made a, they can use the pictures to solve the words or parts of the words they can use phonics. So for example, if someone is trying to read, I made streets, they may not know that that those are streets, but if they look at the picture, they could say, oh, okay, I made streets. They could maybe figure it out. But you can see how there's a lot of guessing that has to happen because they probably don't have the phonics skills at this early level to sound out the word streets. In particular, the word house on the next page. Most kids at a very early reading level don't know that OU spells ow. So in having kids use these leveled books, a lot of times what's happening is they're developing habits of guessing instead of paying attention to all the letters in the words. Now, I used leveled texts for many years. I used them with my oldest kids when teaching them to read. And I did not believe that leveled texts were harmful because my kids could learn to read with them. I taught them some phonics and they, they were able to apply it to a lot of the other books they read. The problem is that many kids don't do that very well. And everyone will benefit from learning how to sound out words because this will serve them as they get into higher levels of reading. Many teachers tell us that they teach kids in third grade or higher, and they've learned those habits of looking at the pictures and thinking about what would make sense instead of actually paying attention to the words themselves, that they hit a wall, that reading becomes very difficult, that when they try to read those longer words in their social studies or science textbooks, they don't have the strong enough phonic skills to attack those words. And they have a problem. And so that's why with our youngest readers, we've got to put more focus on decodable text. Now, a decodable text is different for every child because A child who's beginning kindergarten, what they can sound out is going to be very different than someone who's in second grade, right? It depends on the phonics skills they've learned. So a book may be decodable for one child and not for another. It just depends on where they are in their phonics knowledge. But the definition of a decodable book is a book that contains phonics patterns that a child has already learned. Now, is every single word in a decodable book decodable? Personally, I hope not, because that means that kids aren't going to have words like the and of that are really essential for making the sentences flow and making the text make sense. There are some authors of decodable books that have created them to be 100% decodable on purpose. I think that can be a problem, but I do think a substantial percentage should be decodable, maybe 60 to 80% on the high end. Now, if you're like me, you're thinking, I don't want to use decodable books to start teaching early reading because they're boring. They don't sound right, and they're gonna kill a love of reading. Those are things that I felt for a very long time. And to be honest, it's probably fair that I thought that because the decodable books that came with my Phonics series were pretty, pretty bad. They were um, very small, all black and white, which that doesn't have to be a problem, but the pictures were not engaging. And because the authors were so eager to make the books completely decodable, they had very stilted sentences and they just didn't sound right. And they used words the kids had never even heard of, just to try to fit enough decodable words in the text so that comprehension really wasn't going to happen with those texts. And I found them to be painful and a waste of time. I have one thing to say about that, okay? Number one, there are quality decodable texts, and we're going to get into that. But number two, when you feel that what you're using really is important, you will do a better job with it, you will be more excited about it, and so will your students. So if you have a decodable text that you think, "Ugh, this is so boring, and it doesn't make any sense at all, and I hate it, but I guess I have to use it, it's going to show, right? So you need to be, you need to ed- educate yourself about why decodable books are helpful, and you need to find good ones. And then you can use them with your students. Next week, we're going to talk about how to find good decodable texts, like what are the qualities of a good decodable text, and I'm gonna share with you my favorites. I just wanna really quickly just give you um, a comparison. So right, a few minutes ago, I read you an example of a leveled text. Here's a decodable text. You know, I'll go ahead and start with one that I wrote. So this is called iCamp. This would be a book for kids who can read CVC words and then words with beginning blends and digraphs. So it says, I get my bag, I go on a path, I look at a map, I set up the tent, I sit and sip, I like to camp. So in this book, those words are very um, decodable. There are a few sight words that you'd want to teach, like the word to, the word the, um, the word my, which maybe are not phonics patterns that children know, but overall they can sound out the words. And you could ask questions about this book. You can say, what does the boy do when he goes camping? Why do you think he's looking at a map? I think you want to make sure that the decodable texts you choose actually have something that can be discussed. If it's a whole bunch of random sentences, just to get lots of phonics practice in, you're probably better just reading random sentences than reading them in a book. Because when we read a book, we should be able to identify what it's all about and answer questions about it. And if it's just random words, then we may also be doing a different kind of damage to our students. We may be teaching them that reading doesn't have to make sense. And as I talked about last week with 3 cueing, while we don't want kids to use the 3Qing to, method to solve words, we do want them to monitor. So if they're reading a word and it, they, they finished a sentence and it sounded funny or didn't make sense, we want them to go back and read it again and correct it. So first, they're sounding out the words, but we want them to be able to go back and correct. If it's a phonics book or decodable book that you know, mixes up word tenses all the time and is very awkward because the authors don't want to use certain words, then kids can't self-correct because it all sounds strange. I also, before we close today, I want to talk to you a little bit about leveled books and if there is a use for them in the primary classroom. So I've told you before that in the past, I taught reading using leveled books And those would be the Fountas and Pinnell guided reading levels, typically from A and up. So my very early readers would use very predictable books and use pretty much only picture cues. And as they moved farther along, they would use more phonics cues as they could. I no longer believe that those are a good choice for beginning readers because you've really got to teach kids the habit of sounding out words. That is so important. And you want them to be able to always look at the words first and then look at the picture. When I started teaching my youngest to read a few months ago, I started teaching him the way I taught his older siblings, where I taught with leveled texts. And I noticed that he was just jumping off the words As soon as he figured out the pattern, he was looking just at the picture. He wasn't looking at the words at all. And at that time, I was starting to read a lot about the science of reading, and I decided right away I would try something different. I would make the shift and I would just use decodable books with him. And as he started using decodable books, it was just very different. Instead of opening the book and going right to the picture, his eyes would go directly on the words, he would sound them out. And then when he was done, he would study the pictures and ask me questions about the book. So he has learned that the text is where we start, and I think that's really, really key. Now, you may be resisting this idea of decodable texts because you might be thinking, well, how long do we have to do this? Is that all my students can read? That sounds boring. And I have wrestled with this for a long time, and here is kind of where I've landed. I think that kids should be using decodable texts in reading instruction until... They have a strong phonics knowledge and, for sure, until they solve words by reading them, by looking at the letters, not by looking at pictures and thinking about what would make sense. If you notice that kids are switching to level text, but now all of a sudden not using the phonics skills they've learned, then you need to go back to to decodable text. Some teachers will tell you that kids should be in only decodable until second grade. Some will say um, maybe spring of first grade. It, it, it concerns me a little bit thinking about going all the way to second grade, but there may be students for whom that is necessary. If you're thinking that is going to kill the love of reading, if that's what they have to read, I encourage you to think about it in a little bit of a different way as I have been. And that is that the thing that builds a love of reading is success with reading. If you are giving kids leveled books that they they have to use pictures and they have to use context to solve the words, and they know they're really not reading them because they can't read the words in isolation, it's hard to build confidence with reading. On the other hand, if you give a kid a very simple word book that they can sound out with success and they get faster and better, that's where the love of reading comes, knowing they can do it. There are lots of good decodable books out there. We're going to get to those next week. And if you have any questions, leave them below this video on Facebook or in the podcast notes, which when the podcast is published will be at themeasuredmom.com forward slash episode 40. Thanks for joining me. And next week, we'll be talking about how to find the best decodable books for your learners.
1: That's all for this episode of Triple R Teaching. For more educational resources, visit Anna at her home base, themeasuredmom.com, and join our teaching community. We look forward to helping you reflect, refine, and recharge on the next episode of Triple R Teaching.